Now, have you guys found during lockdown that you developed some pretty weird or wacky habits, right? Habits or hobbies. Yeah. And so I found that I've gotten back into playing like silly video games. I've been playing Forza and just drifting in my Subaru WRX for hours. Yep. It's awesome. Another thing I always seem to always end up doing is late at night, watching YouTube and browsing YouTube videos endlessly, right? You watch one YouTube video, then you watch another, and then the next one auto plays. And eventually you're watching like a giraffe ice skating with Vladimir Putin and you have no idea how you got there, right? And so one of these types of videos that I'm a complete sucker for are those like super generic list kind of videos where it's just stock images, a very like generic narrator voice, and it's just a list about things. So I'll give you an example. If there's a like top five most dangerous animals and it's got this picture of like a big scary lion, I'm clicking that thing and I'm watching it, even though it's always shocking, right? Or another one, for example, if it's like the five most fascinating facts about North Korea, I'm like, damn, I've got to watch that, right? And so what I thought we could do tonight in that vein, what we're going to do is we're looking at these last four chapters of Hosea. And we're going to be um, looking at three shocking facts about your sin. And then we're going to look at three amazing facts about God's love. All right? It's like clickbait, but from Hosea. Okay, that's what we're doing. So what, on your piece of paper, you're going to need a pen and paper. I got here. Um, and I would love for you guys to write these down as we go. Just write, I'll tell you what the lists are. And so I'd like you to put a title first. And I want you to write three shocking facts about your sin. All right. So uh, have your Bibles open. Can you guys open your Bibles to Hosea, firstly, chapter 13? All right. So in verse 2 of Hosea 13, have a look at verse 2. Verse 2 of chapter 13 says this. It says, now they sin more and more. They make idols for themselves from their silver, cleverly fashioned images, all of them the work of craftsmen. All right. So our first shocking fact about your sin is this. I want you to write it down. That sin leads to more sin, right? It says they sin more and more. So write that down. First shocking fact, sin leads to more sin. And what this means is that when we sin in our lives, when we turn away from God, we become desensitized to our wrongdoing, right? We justify our sin and our wrongdoing in our minds. And what we see is that if we don't get on top of controlling our sin, we're going to do it more and more and more in our life. And you guys might have you know, recognized this in your own life. When you don't stop yourself from swearing, when you don't stop gossiping, when you don't stop watching things you shouldn't be, and you keep doing, you'll just keep doing it more and more and more, and you'll feel less guilty about it, right? Unless you do something about it, you just keep doing it more and more. So that's our first one. Our sin leads to more sin, okay? In your Bibles, turn to chapter 12 for me. And we're looking at verse 8 of chapter 12. I'll give you a second to get there. Okay, so verse 8 of chapter 12 says this. It says, Ephraim, which is part of Israel, Ephraim boasts, I am very rich. I have become wealthy. With all my wealth, they will not find me in any iniquity or sin. And so what it is saying here is that although we sin, we think we can hide our sin, right? We think we can hide our sin through worldly possessions and things we accrue and build up in this life. We think that we think that things we have in this life can protect us from the punishment of our sin. So our second shocking fact 
about our sin is this. We think we can hide from our sin. So write that one down. Second shopping. We think we can hide from it. In Hosea here, we see that God's people were trying to hide their sin with riches and possessions. But for you, it might be a bit different. How do you try to hide your sin and wrongdoing? Do you do it when no one else is watching? Do you do it or only when uh, you only do it around people who aren't going to call you out on it? Maybe you only swear around your non-Christian friends because you know they weren't there. Or maybe you try to hide your sin by doing other good things, right? Maybe you try to hide your sin by helping people and acting like a good person. But deep inside, you're really struggling with something, right? We try to hide our sin, but we learn in Hosea that this is fruitless. God sees us fully and knows us to the core. We can't hide our sin from the almighty God. So that's our second shocking fact about our sin, that we think we can hide from it. Okay, in your Bibles, turn to chapter 14. It's our last shocking fact about our sin. Chapter 14, verse 1. Okay, so chapter 14, verse 1 says this. It says, return Israel to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Your sins have been your downfall. Here, Hosea is prompting Israel, God's people, to come back to, to God, right? He's calling us to come back. And why do we need to come back? Well, it says in that verse that it's because our sin has been our downfall. So write that down. That's our third shocking fact about our sin. Our sin has been our downfall. And then I'll explain Okay, our sin has been our downfall. So we learn in Hosea that our sin has been a downfall, and that's because we abandon God like a spouse might abandon their partner if they're cheating on him. Like an adulterous or cheating spouse, we abandoned God, right? And that makes God angry, and it completely breaks our relationship with him. Our sin is our downfall because it completely wrecks our relationship with God. Right? The relationship with God is ruined. And secondly, our sin is our downfall because it leads to death, the Bible tells us. It leads to eternal separation from God if nothing is done about it. Right? So that's our three shocking facts about our sin. The first one, if you didn't miss, if you missed it, is that our sin leads to more sin. The second one is that we try to hide our sin. And the third one is that sin is our downfall. It ruins everything. All right, now you need to do the next heading. We're going to be looking at three amazing facts about God's love. So write that down. Three amazing facts about God's love. So chapters 11 to 13 of Hosea detail Israel's grave sins, all the things they've done wrong. It goes really into depth about what they have done and how angry that makes God feel and what punishment they deserve because of that. And then in chapter 14, we see an amazing picture of God's love and kindness. And in your group, church, you're going to read the whole thing. Um, but let's look at um, three amazing facts of God's love from chapter 14. So have a look at verse 4 of chapter 14. So get that up in your Bibles, verse 4 of chapter 14. It says this, it says, I will heal their waywardness and love them freely for my anger has turned away from them. So the first thing here, the first thing you're at, 
is that God's love heals our waywardness. Write that down. That's our first fact. God's love heals our waywardness. And then I'll chat about what that means. This means that through God's love, we can be put on the right path again, right? We can say, learn to say no to things we shouldn't be doing with God's help. And you guys may have experienced this in your life, and I know that some of you have because I've chatted to you about it. Some sins that you might struggle with are so hard that you need God's help to overcome them. And in the New Testament, we learn that God gives everyone who believes in him his Holy Spirit, who is God, in our hearts. And that the Holy Spirit, he helps us overcome our waywardness. He helps us put us back on the right track to God. Okay, so that's our first amazing fact about God's love. It heals our waywardness. Now, let's read that same verse again. So keep that open. Chapter um, chapter 14, verse 4, it says this again. It says, I will hear their waywardness and love them freely, for my anger has turned to them. So we see that God loves us freely right? Isn't that amazing that there are no strings attached? There are no fine prints, no terms and conditions. There's no bar or threshold that we have to meet. It says that God loves us freely. It doesn't cost us anything. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life or what you will do or what mistakes you make. God loves you freely and he is calling you to return to him and ask for forgiveness. So write that down. That's our second amazing fact about God's love that God loves us freely. Even though we've done so many things wrong, he loves us freely and it doesn't cost us anything. Okay, so lastly, look at verse 2 of chapter 14. So verse 2 says this, it says, Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, Forgive all our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. And then down in verse four, have a look. It says that God's anger has turned away from Israel. So the last amazing fact about God's love is that his love means our sin is no longer our downfall. Right? God's love means that our sin is no longer our downfall. So write that one down. God's love means that our sin is no longer our downfall. Okay, so remember what we said before, our third shocking fact about our sin is that it leads to our downfall, right? That's what we said. We said that our sin means that we eternally are separated from God. Our relationship is wrecked with God and our sin leads to death but what this says here in chapter 14 is that if you return to god and ask for forgiveness it says there in verse 2 it says he will receive you graciously and turn his anger away from you even though you deserve it isn't that so amazing right isn't that so amazing god's amazing love means our sin is no longer our downfall now in the new testament I'd love you guys to open to 1 John chapter 4. So I'll give you a moment to do that. Open up to 1 John chapter 4. And St. John here speaks about this more. He speaks about how God shows his love to us. 
1 John chapter 4, and you're looking at verse 9. And one, I'll give you a minute to open up, and then we'll read it together. All right, so we're looking at 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. It says this, read along with me. It says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God's love is so amazing that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to save us. And a big shout out to Gresh. He's actually going to be chatting about that passage next week. So that's a bit of a spoiler and he'll be doing a great job of that next week. And so we'll be seeing how God shows his love to us in Jesus, right? But this means that God's love means that our sin is no longer our downfall, right? Our eternal separation from God is no longer, right? We can be, have a relationship with Jesus, through God's faithfulness and love for us. St. Paul in Romans says, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. This means that even though Israel, right, was sinning over and over and over again, even though you sin over and over and over again, God still loves you and still has grace for you. It's pretty cool, right? We see that God's love is brighter, right? It shines brighter than our own sin. God's love is more powerful than our own sin. And it's so powerful that it means that our relationship with God can be fixed forever through Jesus. Our sin is no longer our downfall. It says in Hosea, God's anger has been turned away from us. It's been turned away from us. So I want to finish with the last words of Hosea. So open back up to Hosea chapter 14, and we're going to finish here. I'll give you a minute to open back up to Hosea 14. We're looking from verse nine, that last verse. I assume you think you've probably all got it open now. All right, let's read that together. So this chapter, right, it's just gone through about how God loves you even though you're failing, right, even though you suffer all the more. And then there's this question presented to you. So I, what I want to do is present this question to you, right? Think about this question and you're going to answer it in your head. So let me read it out and I want you to think about this question. All right. It says this, who is wise? Let them realize these things. Who is discerning? Let them understand the ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. So I want you to think about this, these three shocking facts about your sin and these three amazing facts about God's love. Do you realize them? Do you understand them? for your own life? Are you walking in the righteous path of where God wants you to be? Or are you being rebellious and stumbling along another path? I want to help you guys be wise and discerning, like it says here in Hosea, to understand that God's love is way more amazing than your failings, right? And God's light, the light of God outshines the darkness. And that's the story of Hosea, really, despite our multiple, multiple failings. God still loves us over and over and over again, even though we don't deserve it. All right, let's pray together. Please pray with me, guys. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that even though we fail, 
even though we sin, even though our sin leads to more sin, even though we think we can hide our sin, that your amazing love for us is never failing. That even though we fail, you don't fail. Even though we turn away from you, you still love us. And Lord, I pray for everyone here listening to this, that they will be wise and that they will be discerning, that they will understand that they can have freedom and forgiveness for their sins, that their relationship with you can be mended again through Jesus. And I pray you put it on all our hearts to walk on your righteous path and not stumble along a different path. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.